The Jimmy IV Sexy Cool Lounge is an inspirational podcast spreading positive energy and only good vibes into the universe through personal discovery, empowerment, and self-love awareness. Now, please join me in the Sexy Cool Lounge with our creator and host, Jimmy IV. Hello and welcome to the Sexy Cool Lounge. As you can hear, I am not Jimmy Ivey. He is currently taking a much-deserved mini-break to celebrate his 55th birthday this week, of which I want to wish him the most sexy, cool celebration. A very happy birthday to you, Jimmy Ivey. My name is Cheryl Holling, the host of the podcast 19 Stories from Fear to Hope, and I'm honored to be hosting episode 37 today until Jimmy Ivey is back in the captain's chair of the Sexy Cool Lounge next week for episode 38. Some of you may recall that I was a guest on episode 22 of the Sexy Cool Lounge, and I'm very excited to now be hosting this episode, especially since the guest joining me today was a former guest on my podcast. Joining me today is Walter Gaynor II, who has a diverse background in digital marketing, IT, and project management. In 2018, Walter founded Boss Locks Media, where among other endeavors, he produces and hosts the Boss Locks podcast, Boss Locks Journal, and Buy Black Friday, where he encourages people to buy from Black-owned businesses and entrepreneurs and hosts weekly clubhouse forums on Working While Black. Boss Locks Media aims to educate, empower, and create opportunities for Black people to access resources and grow in their journey. Their mission is to raise the bar for racial equity and the way people are respected in professional environments. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Walter Gaynor II into the Sexy Cool Lounge. Hey, thank you. Thank you. That was a really, that was a nice introduction. I'm really excited to be with you. Well, I am so excited to have you join me today, Walter. Thank you. And given it's a new year, and I haven't talked with you since last year, I want to wish you a very happy new year. How are you doing? I'm feeling good. You know, I'm, I'm I'm definitely one of those people who are always like, this is my year. I feel it. It's in the air. But <laughs> <laughs> like, I actually feel a sense of calm, you know, like everything that's happening. It's just happened the way it should happen. I'm not worried about the time or when things are going to happen. I just feel a sense of peace and everything. So I'm, I'm really excited about and hoping that this feeling continues past January and into February, and I feel it again, like consistently through this year. That's that's my main goal. Well, if you can feel a sense of peace instead of, you know, angst or urgency that a lot of people feel at the beginning of the year because they make all of their to-do lists and everything they, you know, have to do within the first week, <laughs> you know, of the new year, that's a really great place to be. And before talking about all the things, and in honor of the question that Jimmy Ivey asks all of his guests, can you tell his listeners what sexy cool means to you? That's really funny. Uh, <laughs> I like that. What sexy cool means to me. You know, when when uh, you invited me to join you on this episode and when I was like introduced to sexy cool lounge, I just couldn't stop thinking about that uh, recent Drake song. Um, too sexy is a you know a sample <laughs> yes. from that old song, like yes. too sexy for a shirt. But that's just like it made me think about that. Just like being sexy and cool, just being like full version of you and just walking boldly and proud of it. So I think sexy cool is just like this kind of inner feeling of, I guess, calm, just like this whole new year feeling I'm thinking of as well. So just this, uh, this calm, peace, bold, and just ready to just march out into the world. So that's, that's what I think of when I think of sexy cool. 
And that is definitely sexy cool. I mean, there's no right or wrong answer, but the fact that that's what it means for you is is definitely sexy cool. And so funny that you say the old, you know, the old songs. Some of the music you referenced on a recent podcast, I'm like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was I was alive when I was born and listening <laughs> to that. Uh-huh. Old school, which was really my current school at the time. But I'm not quite sure where to start as I've had the pleasure of like I said, having a previous conversation with you. And yet since, you know, that time, there's been some really exciting things that have presented themselves to you. But before we talk about that, please share a bit about Boss Locks Media, your Boss Locks podcast, and about Buy Black Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, all of these things really just started with a question or this kind of sense of curiosity. So Boss Locks, it's it's a it's a show where I speak to black leaders just to really learn about their journey through life, their natural hair journey experiences working while black. And that all came because I was curious about how I could navigate different environments uh, without cutting my locks, without kind of hiding myself, still being me and comfortable, even though I'm in spaces with people who expect me to act differently or want me to be more like themselves. So um yeah, Boss Lock started as me just looking for answers on how to do it, how to feel comfortable, and how to really express myself the way I want to. Because there's this idea of what professionalism is, and for some reason, the people who like really set the standards for what it is, they they set it to be like look like me, you know, look like um, if you're a black person, I want you to resemble you know white European Eurocentric features. So um, for me, it all started as a way to help myself and others who are feeling discouraged in the workplace feel more comfortable and empowered with being themselves. And that really just birthed all sorts of different things. Like it started with me just looking for answers. And then I just found all these different opportunities to do things like Buy Black Friday, which is me um, supporting Black-owned businesses and really just guiding people to make buying Black a regular thing, you know, not just something you do during the holidays, which is cool, but, you know, there's a lot of really great Black-owned businesses out there who create wonderful products that could replace, you know, some of the products we already buy, like, like toilet paper, for example. Um, that's like one of the ones, like the pandemic made me realize how important toilet paper really <laughs> was. So instead of just like uh, spending it all on Charmin or anything, there's um, different black owned businesses that have toilet paper and it's, you know, great quality products. So there's a lot of things that we could do besides just buying t-shirts and soaps, which are great things to buy, but a lot of different businesses that could really help us live better as well. So it's like buying Black and also enriching our own lives at the same time. I appreciate you talking about that for a bit because we're, when we get into some of the things that are happening for you, obviously everything that you're putting out into the universe, all the positive work, and as Jimmy Ivey would say, vibes that you're putting out into the world, Walter, is pretty exciting for how that's returning to you. And I do know that behind all of that work are some lessons learned that were not always easy, which you've shared in some of your recent podcasts. And so I'm wondering if you could speak to the following quotes that I heard, like I say, on a, on a couple of your recent Boss Locks episodes. The first one being falling off. Mm, yeah. Yeah, falling off. That's... um. It's really big, you know, in the black community and a lot of different cultures. But this whole idea that um, so so that episode falling off was inspired by DMX passing. DMX is the artist who was really huge, top of the world, really 
set the standards for how you know albums are produced, have released, and just a, a overall great artist. But um, you know, he had a really nice run, and then you know he didn't make as much music anymore. People started to pay less and less attention to him, and for a lot of people, they would say, "Oh, he fell off. You know, he can't make a hit like he used to," and all these things. And it's a very common thing that happens in the music industry, but it's not. It's it's not just in the music industry. It's like every day yeah, in yeah. life, we feel like we always have to be on, you know, do the best to the best, be the best version of ourselves at all times. And it's it's exhausting. <laughs> it takes a lot of work, a lot of energy. And I think that um, something I experienced in several different forms, but in the podcast world, I experienced uh, pod fade, which is a uh, you know, result of just working hard, 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 and then like just ex- feeling burnt out with podcasting. And I just... Um, ended up just not being able to produce anymore. I took a break. It was supposed to be like two weeks. It turned into like eight months. Um, and it was really difficult to get back. And I had this feeling like, oh man, I really had such like great momentum. I really did fall off for real, you know. But as I started to, you know, make my comeback, as I like to call it, I realized like, you know what, um, even if I did fall off, you know, who's to say I can't get back up? Yeah, you know, it's, absolutely. it's not like the end of my journey. I could just start where I stopped and keep it going. So that episode falling off was kind of this call to action to really uh, take care of ourselves, if anything, and just know we don't have to do it all at once, all the time. We can take breaks. In fact, it's good to take breaks. Really appreciate you speaking to that because we have, there's a belief that, you know, if you're successful in something that you don't have moments where you need to stop and replenish your well and and just you know, like you say, take a break and honor yourself. That is the most positive thing you can do because when you honor yourself, then you can show up for others in the way that you want to show up without being tired or resentful or, you know, feeling like you have to live into other people's expectations. And so mm-hmm. I that's another quote that what I gathered from your other quote that I want to share. It's changing our identity to make other people feel comfortable doesn't have to be a choice. So if you could speak to that a little bit more. Yes. um, I think that there's like a pressure to be successful and success. It's like someone else already painted a picture of what success should be. And so we have pressure to really be that. Um, In fact, it's not even just pressure. It's like we are encouraged and, you know, people get rewarded when, you do follow the path that are laid out for you. But unfortunately, which is which is great, you know, it's always great to have like the path, the blueprint and how to be successful is wonderful. I love it. But the problem is that that path is doesn't it's not really inclusive. You know, it's um like things like hair, for example, like if you want to for a lot of companies, if you're in a customer facing role, they want you to be, you know, quote unquote, clean shaven. And that means a lot of different things for different people. And some of that meaning or that definition, like the rules there mean that you can't have locks or you can't have long hair. When in reality, that does not inhibit your job performance. So um, the pressure to look like others, to be like others, oftentimes it, it, it results in us kind of diminishing who we are, our own natural features, the things that make us unique, that make us great, the things that help us express who we really are. You know, me with locks, I could, um, it's, Sometimes it's like, you know, a, a bonus, especially in customer facing roles, because you have like a whole different conversation about locks and everything, just really build relationship, all just talking about hair. So there's, it, it's, it's kind of weird, to be honest, <laughs> that people want, 
you to look exactly like them. And I think it kind of comes from fear and also this um, un this desire to not really want to learn about other people's cultures, if that makes sense. But um, yeah, the, the pressure to look like others, it's, it's something that's taught to us like for generations, you know, our parents, grandparents had that same pressure as well. And um, I think a lot of people experience it in different forms, but for black people, it really come, it, it's, it's really harsh because there's a lot of physical features that people do not care for and do not want in their own environments. Do you feel though, Walter, that it's changing? Because I see, you know, thankfully more diversity in advertising than I've seen before in the past, which, you know, if you walk into, you know, Target, and this is not a plug in any way, shape or form, <laughs> but, you know, as a, a woman who's, I'll speak for myself, full figured to actually see mannequins now that are full figured or uh, mannequins of color or different hair, et cetera. It's really, it's, it's like, wow, it's about time. You know, we're not all 5'11", blonde hair, blue eyes, and wear size zero, which I don't know how you can have a zero because it means you don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm curious if you see that changing because my follow-up question to that is you made a very declarative decision in your recent cover art, your new cover art for your podcast, where you spoke about to be, you know, fully facing the camera and have this artwork of you really present um, was a new thing for you that you were coming out of, your, and I'm paraphrasing, correct me if I'm wrong, you're coming out of your comfort zone, but you wanted to say, you know, Walter Gaynor II, here I am with no apologies. Yeah, that's, um, so yeah, for your first question, yes, I, I do see a lot of change and people are starting to really understand a bit more. There's a lot more support out there as well, and I love it. Um, Target, for example, I guess not really a plug, but, you know, I got to applaud them a little bit because they actually um, put action behind the words. Like, it's not just about um, looking good on Instagram or getting points yeah. there for yeah. being good allies, but they actually do intentionally put Black uh, products in their store, front facing. They make it, they let it known that it is a Black-owned product and they don't even hide it. It's like front and center. And so it actually does do a lot to support Black-owned businesses. So yeah, I do see a lot of positive change. Um, I will say for a lot of people, the change I see is the bare minimum. So it's like, it's it is kind of expected because it's new, but it's um it's not something to make me do a bunch of cartwheels about, but it's like, okay, yeah, you know, we're getting somewhere. I know there's baby steps, so, um, but you know, there's still a lot of work to do. And so I just want to help people kind of continue the work, you know, continue to apply the pressure on people. But yes, there's a lot of change. I love to see it. Um, I'm really loving just the intention that a lot of people have with investing in not just black uh, businesses or groups of people, but people from all different walks of life. Like I love learning about new culture and be able to see it front and center, like not be able to hide it. So um, yeah, the, the change is starting, but I do want to see more of it. But um, yeah, and then some of that change for me, um, my, the first cover art I had was pretty cool. You know, someone took a photo of me at this event I was hosting and I loved it. You know, I had a suit on, you see my locks clearly, I had a piece of paper, it looked very professional, almost looked like I was like <laughs> getting ready to apply for a job. But I realized that that picture was comfortable for me because you couldn't really see all of me, you know, in a way I was really hiding from the camera. And I think for most of my life, I've kind of like hidden 
who I am, just trying to get by, keep my head down uh, for multiple reasons, for insecurity and then also being in white spaces where they were very comfortable with me if I was just, you know, calm, chill, collective, acted more like them. So um, most of my life I've been getting by. So that, that cover art that I have now, um, at first I didn't like it. And I think it was because that you could clearly see me and that, that image really like perfectly captured who I am all in this illustrated image and it freaked me out. So this uh, decision to make it a cover art was me just like, before I was even ready, because I still feel a little uncomfortable being out and about um, being 100% me, but it's my first step in, you know, being authentic and not hiding anymore, you know, not being afraid of being seen, if that makes sense. Yeah, and it ties in perfectly with the last quote I was going to present to you, because you have someone who saw all of who you are and obviously was trying to encourage you by being all of that and presenting it, like I said before, without an apology. So doing it on your own is overrated and outdated. Mm -hmm. That's the other quote I wanted to present to you because I, I, for me, it ties in with what you just said. If, you know, we do things on our own, we tend to be in a kind of in a tunnel. We have tunnel vision of what that means. And yet we so need community to come alongside us to help pull those really wonderful qualities out of us and to help us grow and to get to the next level. So I'm not trying to answer the question for you. I just would like to know, I would like you to expand upon that a little bit more. Um, I, I'd like to take a second real quick, just to applaud you really quick. Like these are, are you, you pulled some really good quotes and <laughs> I didn't even realize I said it. Like these are thoughts that I have, but sometimes like, oh, I said that out loud. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I love how you time this together. Um, but yeah, sorry. I just had to nerd out a little bit and show some love, but um, yes, yes. Self-made doing it on your own is very impressive and Oftentimes, it's really the only option when you're first starting off. You don't have access to resources or you just don't even know what you're doing. You just know you want to do something. So it's it's not something that I would say don't do, but, you know, it's only to a certain means. You know, as soon as you are able to, you definitely need to get some support because um, you can have a great idea and do a pretty good job of executing it. But I've experienced just just a higher level of execution when I do have other people with me. Yeah. And uh, one, I think, um, kind of like character, I don't even know if I want to say character flaw, but a kind of a bad habit that I think people develop, or at least I develop, like doing things on my own for such a long time is not really being as open to new ideas as you think you are. I think a lot of people <laughs> are like, oh yeah, I'm very open. I love new ideas. But for, I, I will say um, the person who did my cover art, at least the uh, avatar of me. <laughs> like that was a prime example of me being like, yeah, I'm open to it. And then when I saw it, I was like, nah, that's not it. It's cool, but that's not the one. <laughs> yeah. um, I wasn't that rude. You know, I just <laughs> was I, very I didn't think that you were. No, I didn't yeah. think you were. Yeah, no. So um, yeah, I think when you incorporate other people, it just brings so much more value to what you're trying to do. You know, you have all these different perspectives and ideas and just um, that, that just help make what you're trying to do a little bit more rich. And I think it's the same when companies start bringing in talent from different cultures, you know, you're no longer just operating off of one set idea of what it means to be successful or what it means to be the best of the best, you know, have 
multiple different perspectives. You could take like the best part of this person's perspective and the best part of this person and then the best part of your own to really create something that's really like wholesome and fulfilling and just makes what you're doing so much more better. Yeah, it does. And I'm really appreciate you talking, you know, you mentioned a couple of times success and the meaning of success, and it means different things for different people. And, you know, just sometimes success can be something as simple, yet grandiose as finally launching your podcast and then (laughs) picking up the reins again after, you know, a hiatus, um, because it would be easier to walk away from it than to pick it up again. And yet here you are. And I thank you for delving into that, Walter, because there have been some really exciting and positive things that seem to have presented themselves to you as a result of all the aforementioned work. And I'd like to ask you about the title of one of your recent episodes that I haven't had a chance to listen to, Certified Podcast Boy. And I'm guessing that has something to do with a certain something that has happened for you with LinkedIn? Um, you know, it, it does. When I created it, um, it did not. It was something else. And I'll kind of talk about both of them, but I think they equally have just helped me feel a bit more validated, I think. You know, um, oftentimes we kind of search for, you know, different degrees, certificates, or kind of experience that we could rely on or it's almost like proof of concept and but um it, it's not really healthy to rely on those all the times i think really we just have to do a better job at believing and kind of selling ourselves but mm-hmm. this year i experienced two things that really were life-changing and set me on the path that i wanted to um, the path of where i want to be uh, one was i got a job as a podcast producer now um this is interesting because i'm definitely am an entrepreneur i'm a creative Um, My visions are not necessarily working at a company, but really building my own media company. That's the goal, as well as like a whole bunch of other things. We don't have time to go down the full list. But um, having that job as a podcast producer for its podcasting company finally made me feel like, okay, um, I'm not the only one who feels like I can do this. Other people do as well. I mean, they hired me to do it. They hired me to help produce other people's podcasts. So that felt, I felt certified. I could say I'm a producer and not just for my own work for other people as well like that's like that that's what you work for you know when you start when strangers are looking for you for advice as well that's it's it makes you feel a bit more you know certified and <laughs> yeah. um yeah also the certified podcast boy that's a shout out to drake's album certified lover boy um, okay about sexy and cool and all that but um yeah i just had to do that play on words but um yes for linkedin the linkedin thing was just a really expected and unexpected surprise, you know? So I was accepted into LinkedIn's first ever creator program. I in like, I was one of a hundred people who were accepted out of thousands of applicants to produce content for LinkedIn for like 10 weeks straight, all around the concept of our choosing. And my concept was working while black, which is a um, basically an extension of everything else I'm doing. So it felt like, not only that I was seen and that I was, I finally could be like, you know, I, maybe I am the right person for this job, but also it helped to just acknowledge the problem that a lot of us are facing. And that's that um, working while black, there's a lot of nuances that come with it. And there aren't as many solutions that speak directly to the experiences that a lot of people face, you know, feeling discouraged in their career or entrepreneurship journey. So 
yeah, certified, definitely probably word of the year <laughs> for this year because I got accepted into a few things that helped me to um, not only believe in myself a little bit more, but also help me do what I want to do at a larger scale. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just excited about both of those and everything else that's coming. And, yeah, this, this year is going to be a real life-changing one, not necessarily like, well, I won't even say that Jay-Z won't come pick me up for dinner, but um, <laughs> it's just one of those years where like you finally get to do all the things you want to do. And I think this is the year that will kind of define the next 5, 10, 20, 50 till I end up in like one of those, like, I don't know if they call those crypto freezer things so I could live oh, for like 3,000 years. I'm trying to see what everything looks like in the future. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Who knows what it'll be by then because technology is moving so fast. But Walter, I mean, what an accomplishment of all, like I said, all your prior work, because obviously you're being noticed. Your work you're doing is being valued. Who you are is being valued. And that is such a testament to standing in your truth of who you are as Walter Gaynor, because if you try to stand in somebody else's reality or be them, you probably wouldn't have attracted these opportunities to you. And I'm so glad that you touched on, uh, because that was going to be my next question, about a podcast producer and content creator. So can you speak to what, and I understand the other part of your title is launch specialist. So what, if you can just share a little bit, what does that mean for people who don't really know what it means from concept to launch? um, Mm -hmm. What goes in between that? If you could talk a little bit about that. Yeah, you know, it's um, it's a little different for everyone, but generally it's kind of what I'm doing is helping people to, it sounds super cheesy, but almost like helping them like reach their goals through podcasting, you know, taking some ideas or concept that they have, really developing them and turning it in, into this journey that other people can follow, you know, just from like starting from scratch with just an idea of wanting to do a podcast and really sitting down with them and being like, okay, yeah, so you want to do a podcast. That's great. Love it. But what exactly do you want to do? What's the purpose? Why are you doing this? And um, our, our clients are all, you know, businesses. So the businesses who want to create podcasts, you know, help grow their businesses. But really the shows that we end up creating are, um, they kind of do more than that sometimes. You know, they help grow the business's brand, but they also really sometimes have a really larger impact as well, you know, I've um, there's a show called Conquering Chaos that I work with, and it's just really cool just to have them take this concept of creating a safe work environment and um, speaking to all these people from different work environments and how they're helping to do that themselves. And it's like it's almost like the business is like separate; they're all just talking about making a better work environment. Um, and yeah, so being a producer is kind of helping to create that show and just go deeper with and kind of develop the content even more. So it's like once you launch, you know, you have this great show that's wonderful, but what happens after that? You don't want to just keep doing the same thing over and over. Like it's a little stale, you know, you want to give your audience something fresh, something exciting here and there. So just kind of working to develop new ways to continue doing what you do even better, you know, continue to make it sexy and cool. Ooh. I know Jimmy Ivey's going to be very excited about that statement right there. (laughs) (laughs) I love how you fit that in. And so I'm curious, after you kind of hold their hand and help them flesh out their idea of what their podcast would be like and you get it launched for them, is that a process that you 
continue with them where you are, you're now their producer moving forward? Or is it just to get them started to give them an idea of all the different things that are involved in producing a podcast so that then they can continue on their own? That's two things. The answer is yes to both of those. So we actually, uh, (laughs) so my specific role is more of like an ongoing producer. So um, sometimes I am there at the very beginning, but oftentimes I come in like after they've already started developing kind of the concept and I'm like, okay, cool. So this is how we're going to do it for real. Here's, here's the game plan. I'm like the offensive coordinator or I don't really know all the football positions. I shouldn't have said that, but yeah, I'm like the offensive coordinator laying out the plans, drawing up the plays and all that <laughs> stuff. But we have different team members coming in to help bring the show, take it all the way to the end zone and score a bunch of touchdowns. So um, we, there's there's a lot of different people who have like a, their hand in this and that's kind of how we're able to do what we're doing at the scale we're doing it but um yeah i'm there as an ongoing producer so like we we launch and then we just continue to keep going episode after episode season after season now you're working remotely or do you actually work in a brick and mortar building i'm working remotely in my pjs um <laughs> yeah, our, our company is all over, okay. actually all over the world you know i have a um, audio engineer I work with and she's based in the uk so um yeah it's a this the company is 100 percent remote which makes it a wonderful place to work during these like crazy times and a lot of uncertainty um my my life's a little bit more stable because of that so it's definitely a blessing um in fact i think i don't know what most of the company is but i know like I, my manager is based on the west coast um the founder and some of the leadership team is in Florida. Like we really are um, all over, but you know, it's, what's interesting about the culture is like, it doesn't feel like that, you know, it feels like we're very connected, even though some people work in there haven't actually met someone in person, like a few years, it still feels like we really know each other. And that's the beautiful thing about technology right now is if you can find a way to work from home, do what you love and, you know, certainly talking about it might give, some of the listeners who are thinking of doing something similar and knowing that it can be done. And, you know, as much as there's been a lot of very tough things that have come out of the pandemic and and loss, loss of jobs, life, et cetera, the -hmm. positive side of that is it has created opportunities that companies wouldn't have thought of before or certainly thought of 100%. You know, might be telecommuting a couple of times, but the rest of the time you have to come into the building. Well, now there's so many companies that are just running virtually that has created opportunities such as the one that you have. And I wish you so much success with that, Walter. I am absolutely delighted and excited for all the things happening for you since we last spoke and uh, appreciate you joining me here in this sexy, cool lounge. So can you let people know how they can get in touch with you? And I know that Jimmy IV will have it in the show notes as well. Yes. Um, well, for the podcast, you can catch me wherever you're listening to this, Apple's podcast, Spotify, just search, you know, Boss Locks, that's B-O-S-S space L-O-C-K-S. And yeah, you'll see a kind of a beautiful animated picture of me on the cover and this beautiful yellow background. We really love vibrant colors. Um, but in addition to that, you know, I really love to meet new people and I'll be spending a lot of time on LinkedIn next uh this year so um if you just search walter gainer the second uh, the second you know with two eyes you'll find me and you'll be able to see a whole bunch of content i'm creating like i'm going to be basically living on linkedin for the rest of my life um so <laughs> definitely find me there but 
you know, I'm also on Instagram and all the other things as well. But I say, you know, definitely follow me on LinkedIn, send me a message, be like, hey, you know, I'm I'm part of the sexy cool lounge community too. That's an instant connection acceptance request. Or um, yeah, yeah, I would love to meet you, say hi. Fantastic. Wonderful. And they could contact you if they if someone say someone's listening and they say, Wow, I want him to produce my podcast. I want to contact him. Can he can someone reach out to you via you know, the aforementioned links as well. They can. And you know what? I'm about to give you an exclusive, which is like super, super. Uh Oh, Um, okay. Yeah. So I'm, I I have a problem with like not being able to stop doing stuff. So I'm creating (laughs) this uh, new show. It's going to be really growing to a lot of different things, but it's going to be a place for producers to come together to really learn more about production, share the secrets, and also for people kind of on the rise as well, just a place for you to continue to learn or not continue, but yeah, learn like the tricks and trades that these producers at big name companies or people on the come out, people who started from nothing, like all these different tools that we use and features and tricks and secrets we use to produce great content. So that'll be um, on LinkedIn and Clubhouse, but yeah, definitely send me a message if you're interested about, you know, working together or just wanting to hear more about a producer call. Um, yeah, Cheryl, you'll definitely be getting an invite to speak on one of these. So you know, look out for that. Well, once again, Walter Gaynor II, I want to thank you for joining me here on the Sexy Cool Lounge and for talking about all the ways you're using your life to serve your community, create opportunities for other for other people to share their positive vibes as well. And it's been a pleasure and honor sitting in as guest today. I'm Cheryl Holling, host and producer of 19 Stories from Fear to Hope, which can be found on all of your favorite listening platforms. If you'd like to reach out to me, you can do so at 19stories at soundsatchelstudios.com. As Jimmy IV would say, remember to love yourself, love yourself enough to radiate your vibe. And even though we may not have as much as others, we still have more than others. So continue to put good vibes into this universe so we can always get good vibes back. I'm Cheryl Holling, and thank you, Sexy Cool Lounge.